with a capital Y. Thank you for stopping by. I'm John Hudson. What Lyric with a capital Y is a podcast that goes over fun lyrics, funny lyrics, interesting lyrics to elevate songs. It's not always about the beat. It's about what's written. Enjoy this upcoming episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to What Lyric with a capital Y. I'm John Hudson, and I'm glad to bring you today's episode. We have the season seven finale. We have season seven, episode 10. It's going to be a fun one. I have a special guest, special to me, special guest in general, here with me, my girlfriend, my beautiful, awesome, amazing, athletic, all the fun, adjectives, girlfriend, Raquel Burns. How are you doing, babe? Good. Thanks, babe, for having me. I'm so excited. You're welcome. So we are going to go, the theme today is 80s music, and Raquel loves 80s music. So we're going to go to three 80s songs and then do the podcast questions and then do some fun questions to get to know Raquel. Off the bat, though, babe, where are you going to school? What are you majoring in? Where are you from? I go to Elon University, and I'm from Long Island, New York. And I am actually student teaching right now, so elementary education is my major. Yay. That's true. <laughs> She's a great teacher. So future first graders to whatever grade elementary is. You're in good hands. All right, so Raquel, what song do you want to start with here? Let's start with one of my faves, Obsession. Obsession. Obsession by Animotion. This is, that's why I said Motown, Dave. I thought it was like, I was thinking Animotion. But I've never heard of Animotion. How did you come across this song? Okay, but how so did you come across this song, Obsession by Animotion? So I came across this song because my mom actually told me about it. And one day I was on the radio and she does not like the radio on. And I put it on one day and she turned it all the way up when the song came on. And I was like, okay, you like this song. And she was like, <laughs> yes, this is like my favorite song. So after that, we like every time we hear it, we like jam out, like open the windows, like make, pe- like, <laughs> make the people hear it. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. So the first lyric for Obsession by Animotion is, you are an obsession, I cannot sleep. I am a possession, unopened at your feet. There's no balance, no equality. Be still, I will not accept defeat.
this person is this person's obsession stopping them from sleeping the possession line not so sure about that one yeah what do you think of those lines raquel well, basically it's like a woman and man like duo like singing the song and they are basically saying that they eat sleep and breathe like their partner <laughs> they just like so obsessed that like they can't do anything else they just want to like stare at them and like almost like make them just like an animate object so they can just like carry them around everywhere <laughs> and, uh, and it's like and the music video is kind of like creepy too because they're just kind of like stalking around looking at the camera and like looking very like like they look into the camera it's like almost like they're talking to you like you're their obsession mm, and you're like weird. oh my gosh but like the song like has that. a really good like beat cool cool and then it says there's no balance no equality be still i will not accept defeat maybe like there's no balance to it like they're super obsessed with the one person and that's why they won't accept defeat of not being able to be with them i don't know Yes, I, I think so. I think you're like right. I think they're just they're not gonna take no like for an answer. Yeah. And they're kind of like, yeah, like, well, obviously you're my obsession and like you're mine, and that's that. <laughs> yeah. So then it goes into you are an obsession, you're my obsession. What do you want me to be to make you sleep with me? You're an obsession, you're my obsession. Who do you want me to be? To make you sleep with me. So. So. It, she's an obsession. She's his obsession. He's asking. Who he can be. So that she'll stay with him. Yeah. Basically saying like. I'll be anything like you want. Like what you want me to do. Like anything to just like. Stay with me. Yeah. Um, like what you said. So. A very. Very. Strong obsession. There's that. Yeah. That's a very strong obsession. Then it repeats a lot and then it goes into I feed you, I drink you by day and by night. I need you, I need you by sun and candlelight. You protest, you want to leave, stay, well, uh, there's no alternative. You're an obsession, you're my obsession. Who do you want me to be to make you sleep with me? So I feed you, I drink you by day and by night. That seems very creepy. Like, I need you, I need you. That makes sense. And then by sun and candlelight. Like, I guess that's in, in good times and bad times, maybe. Dark and light. I think yeah. so. And I, I, it does get very <laughs> creepy a little bit. And <laughs> I mean, obviously the song is called Obsession. So an yeah. obsession can be like a bad thing. <laughs> because usually when people are obsessed, you know, like the song saying, like, they'll do anything, they'll be anything, like, they'll even, like, stalk that person, which I feel like that's what the song is kind of saying. Yeah. That they'll kind of, like, stalk them, and, like, that's why in the music video, it, like, kind of alludes to that, mm -hmm. just the way they, um, like, are walking and, like, singing the song. Um, and I think they even dress up. I don't want to, like, don't quote me on this, but I think they <laughs> dress up as, like, Egyptian like goddess and god I don't know so huh. I think they're really like, alluding to the fact like anything you want me to be or you know like well 
they'll do like crazy measures to like just uh-huh. get you to sleep with them until I stay with them. And on that note, the, the last lyrics we'll go over for this one are my fantasies have turned to madness and all my goodness has turned to badness. My need to possess you has consumed my soul. My life is trembling. I have no control. So you were, you were right on it, Raquel. It's like they turn this obsession into like a bad thing. and They're even acknowledging it there with all my goodness has turned to badness. I think the reason why I, my mom and I enjoy this song so much, because it is such a good, like, good 80s dancing song, like, when yeah. you hit the beat, and, but when you break it down like this, it really <laughs> does sound like <laughs> they're some crazy people, which they probably are, if you have to, like, make, make a song about obsession, I mean, I don't know who they were obsessing about or thinking about at this time, but um, it really is a good you know, has a good beat to it and is a good song. So I definitely recommend it. And I'll play the song for you guys like I always do. You'll have heard that by the time you hear me sing this, but you'll hear all the great 80s dance vibes and you can dance along. And yeah, that's Obsession. What do you want to do next, Raquel? By the way, we're saying our names so you guys don't have to hear us call each other nicknames the whole time because that'd be annoying. But it's very strange to say names. Anyway, what 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 do you want to do next? Let's do take on me because I really think that Battlefield me. is probably my favorite song out of these three. So let's say that for last. Sounds good. We've done take on me on the podcast before. I don't remember what episode it was. Probably way in the past. So it's good we can resurface it here. It's by Aha. That's correct, right, yes. Raquel? Ooh. Okay. Yes, it, it is by Aha. Uh-huh. Take on me by uh, by Aha. Uh-huh. I think that's a great band name, by the way. Uh, it starts with we're talking away. I don't know what I'm to say. I'll say it anyway. Today's another day to find you shining away. I'll be coming for your love. Okay, take on me, take on me, take me on, take on me all. Be gone. In a day or two.
So those are the first lines. It seems like he's into this girl and he's kind of trying to make a move. But I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, so I've been listening to this song for like a long time since I was a kid because my family's pretty like into 80s music. Because my, of course, my parents grew up like in the 80s when they were teenagers. So, but I really didn't know until like I watched the music video to this song. Because it's so, it's really much just like take on me and it's like, it's pretty fast. And it's, I don't know, I just kind of like, like, again, a good, really good beat to it. But I never really like analyze the lyrics like this, but I think it's like what you said, um, Jonathan, about he is like watching this girl, I think, like from afar, like, and he's trying to like, because in the music video, he's like running away. Yeah. So, because at first I thought, like, when you listen to lyrics, you know, you're saying, like, I thought he was like chasing her. But it's almost like he's running away, but like he's like, chase me, like follow me into this like picture world of paper. And you know what I mean? Because it's like yeah. it's almost like it's like the newspaper, like he it goes yeah. in like a comic. The music like, video is really awesome. I recommend watching. It's so it's one of my favorite music videos mm-hmm. like ever. But I really didn't know until I watched the music video because I thought it was more like he was supposed to be chasing her. Like, because from the leader, like, take on me, like, you know, like, Uh take me home, like, I'm chasing you, but, like, I guess it doesn't make sense, like, take me home, like, you're gonna chase me, we're gonna meet, I guess, eventually. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Good analysis, Raquel, and then we'll go into the next line. So, needless to say, I'm odds and ends, I'll be stumbling away, slowly learning that life is okay, say after me. It's no better to be safe than sorry. Take on me, take on me, take me on, take on me. I'll be gone in a day or two. So to me, the same odds and ends. Odds and ends seems like refer to the fact that this person isn't perfect. And they sing, I'll be stumbling away, slowly learning that life is okay. Kind of learning that mistakes are good. Or not good, but like not the end of the world, and then say after me, it's no better to be safe than sorry. Take a what do you think of those lines, Raquel? I agree, I agree with you saying that he's not per, um, like perfect. And I think what he's alluding to is, I think the reason why he's like running away in the music video, like saying like, he's so like imperfect, like he's not good enough for her. Mm. So he's kind of like, I need to like run away. Like I need to, you know, you don't deserve, I don't deserve, he doesn't deserve her. But then like the chorus, when it goes into take on me, I feel like it kind of brings it back to like the main focus of, no, please. Like, I need you. Take me home, take on me, take all my problems, take who I am as a person. You know, that's all we're looking like everyone's looking for like to be with a person that like takes all their insecurities and their ins and outs of you know who they are and just like accept them for them yeah so I think that's what he's looking for in this at least that's what I like get from it in this like song Mm -hmm. I agree 
And I agree that that's like something we all look for. And that's important. And the last lyric we'll go into here for this one is, oh, the things that you say, is it live? Is it live or just oh, the thing that you say? Is it live or just to play? Yeah. My worries away, all the things I've got to remember. You're shining away. I'll be coming for you anyway. Take on me, take on me, take me on, take on me. I'll be gone in a day or two. So what do you think of those lines, Raquel? Just to point out the line when you said, I'll be gone in a day or day or two. I still don't get that to this day. Like, I don't really understand because like we were just talking about, you know, how like the whole song is kind of like, yeah, like come with me, like take like who I am as a person. But then like, I'll be gone in a day or two. Like, that doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, I'm trying to think now. Take on me, take on me, take me on, take me on, I'll be gone. Maybe it's like a I could be way off of this, but my thing is like maybe he's visiting her or like he's not always there. So it's like I'm here now, you gotta take me now, or I'll be gone in a day or two. Uh I'm reading very deep into this right now, and I don't know if I'm like way off. I probably am, but you're right, you're probably right. You're usually right. <laughs> but I'm thinking that. He might be alluding to the fact that maybe he, like, in past relationships, he has left. Yeah. Um, For, like, some, I don't know, multiple or some reasons. And, like, I don't know. I don't know if that's multiple some reasons. Um, for reasons, you know, I don't know. But, yeah. so maybe he's saying that Coke. Coke. And the background's licking water. She, no, she's literally licking her chops. Okay. But that's what you don't know. Sorry. Uh, Coco's Raquel's dog. She's, she's a very awesome dog, but she's like bombing the audio there. She's so hungry and she just wants food. And. <laughs> well, anyway, I think. I think your analysis, deeper analysis, makes some sense. So I think he's like probably telling her, like warning her. That's maybe that's why he's running away too. Like he's saying, like I was saying before, like he's not good enough for her. Like he's going to leave for some reason. I mean, it could be a job. It could be like his insecurities. Like I don't know. I'm saying this is way. I might be way off. Like you know, I'm saying he might be like depressed. He might make no like relationships don't work for him. So, good analysis. I can see that how that can be it for sure. All right. Anything else you want to talk about for take on me? How you learned about it? What you like about it? I like the beat, and again, we mentioned the music video is really good too. Again, another good dancing like '80s song. Um, I always wanted to like have an '80s night, like theme birthday or something, and like have all these like um. 80s songs like dance to a good 80s um, mix but I think that's it for this song again what Jonathan said definitely recommend the music video because mm-hmm. um, it explains a lot <laughs> yeah. so I feel like these lyrics can be very difficult to understand just with the just with like hearing it 
So the, the context of the music video does help. Obsession was obsession. Like you can, yeah, that was, it was pretty obvious. Obvious. And the lyrics, and the lyrics were very <laughs> <laughs> obsession based. Yeah. But this one, it's a little bit more complicated, which of course it probably alludes to like the artist singing it, his own um, self complexities and complications. Mm -hmm. I agree. So that was Take On Me by AHA. I still think that's one of the better band names. Good band name. But now we'll go to the podcast questions. I didn't get a podcast question answer from last week. That's all right. But feel free to answer any of the podcast questions at any time. Send me a DM on Instagram to at JD number four UNC. And tell me your answers. We can talk about your answers in the podcast. And then you'll get a great big shout out in the first episode of season eight. It's going to be a unique season. I'm excited about it. And we have, we have and we will continue to have a great season finale here. Again, big thank you, Raquel, for joining. I really appreciate it. It means a lot, and we're doing great so far. Are you ready for the podcast question? Yes, I'm ready. I'm excited. I've never answered podcast questions before. <laughs> okay, we'll start with the first one. What's your favorite 80s song? I was telling Jonathan, like, it was so hard to pick these three <laughs> because <laughs> I have, like, I can make a playlist of, like, 380 songs. That are like my ultimate favorite. Like I didn't listen to them anytime. Um, oh, okay. I would say that my favorite 80s song, like one that I can just listen to on repeat, would probably be Sweet Dreams by the Arithmetics. Arithmetics. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. I've heard of that one as well. And then I'll go with my favorite one. I wanted to say Hungry Like the Wolf, but that is that's not the 80s. So I'll just go with Take On Me because I really like it. It has a great beat, interesting lyrics, and a great music video, as we said a million times. A million times by now. So that's mine. Second podcast question, what's your favorite pop song at the moment? Ooh. I would have to say, I believe it's the little Nas song, babe. Is it called my call? My name? Oh, it's my favorite pop song is Call Me By Your Name by Little Nas. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. We jammed to that one in the car on radio. That's a fun one to jam to. Absolutely insane music video do not watch it please <laughs> i know by saying this you probably were gonna go watch it right now if you didn't but the song is so good it has a good beat like jonathan was saying and we listen to it a lot in the car and i just feel like right now that's probably my favorite pop song nice great choice i like it wanna be stay by the kid Roy and Another artist that I don't want to name on the podcast, so we'll just leave it at that. But it's a good song. And then the third podcast question is, what's a good thing that happened to you this past week or this coming? I would say having a three-day weekend. Yeah, that was nice. And 
having you drive and come over. That was really nice. And we went to the Arboretum and we walked around and it was really beautiful. And we got crepes for breakfast. Crepes are good. Crepes are good. Anything else? I would probably say, since I'm student teaching um, full-time with the kids, I guess I had a good moment last week where um, they, a lot of them, you know, said they can't read or can't write because they're first graders, but mm. they can. And a lot of them did read to me and can read. And it was just like a nice moment. And then they looked at me like, oh, I can do this. That's so nice. that was a good moment. That's good. My good thing this weekend was going to Rock Hill. It was a lot of fun. We went to church on Sunday morning, and that was that was fun. I enjoyed it. And then we went and took some pictures near some sunflowers. That was a lot of fun. And then mini golf, I got beat by like 12 strokes. But she had three hole-in-ones in a row, so I, and I wasn't hitting it very well that day. So I, I took the L, but it was still a lot of fun. I love mini golf. With you, it's a lot of fun. And then, yeah, like you said, the crepes and the arboretum. The arboretum was a lot of, like, I didn't know if it would just be, like, walking in the park or not, but it's a lot prettier and has more trees than your standard park. So I thought that was cool. And besides that, I don't know, I have a job interview tomorrow, so that's good. But, yeah, those are my good things for the weekend. Let us know your good things. DM me the answer to that and the other podcast questions at JD number four UNC. Again, question one was what's your favorite 80s song? Question two, what's your favorite pop song currently? And question three, what's something good that happened this past week or this week? Let me know at JD number four UNC. All right. So now, Raquel, I have fun questions to ask you so that everyone can get, can get to know you a little more. And then you can ask me questions, too, if you want. Does that sound good? Yes. Awesome. I love my questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first one is favorite place to eat in East Hampton. That's where Raquel grew up. It's East Hampton, New York. But it's closest to Long Island, I don't know. It's in Long Island. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. But where's your favorite place to eat there? That is hard because I feel like... It's a different place in the summer and winter. It's like a seasonal um, with like the seafood. So I do enjoy seafood. So I feel like in the summer, I would say there's this place called Gosman's and it's like right on the dock and you can see um, like the boats coming in, the sailboats and the fishing boats. And it's really pretty at like sunset and sun, yeah, sunset. And then in the winter, I would say there's this place called La Campanina's, um, and it's not in East Hampton. It's called it's a place called Wayne Scott, but it's very good pizza. So I would say both of those places are very good. Yeah, those sound good. Now I know where we can go when I go up to New York with you. 100%. Have to take you. Those are like the staple places. That's good. And so you're you're from Long Island, but you obviously if you're in New York, you've probably been the city. And I know you have. So what's your favorite part about New York City or the city aspect? So Jonathan knows that I'm not a huge city person, 
but um, sometimes we go in the city for like around Christmas time, not even once a year, but like um, maybe every couple of years. But I think my favorite part of the city is Little Italy um, because I'm half Italian. So there's this restaurant called Danico's. I definitely recommend it. Shout out to Danico's if you are ever in the city and happen to go to Little Italy. And it's an amazing Italian restaurant. And it's just so delicious and also how we, my dad and I discovered it is um, in September, they have this kit thing called the San Gennaro Festival and it's an Italian festival. And it's the whole, I would say 12 blocks of Little Italy Wow. on Mulberry Street. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's just beautiful. Um, like the Italian flag, green, red and white, like hanging like, um, on a banner, but on a pole, like they just decorated with all, of course, Italian um, stuff. They had like shirts that say like, "Pray for me, my mother's Italian," which I need that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> my dad always—that's yeah. like an inside joke my dad and I have. We always try to find that shirt and like <laughs> take a picture with it. Um, and they just have like all of course all the time restaurants and gelato and they have stands with they have this place called stuffed and it's not a store and i'm so sad but it's it was just at the san janeiro fest it's like a pop-up um thing they they have just like festivals they come and it's the best cannoli i've ever had in my life and they have like 50 flavors and they have birthday cake pistachio like tiramisu like crazy insane like delicious flavors definitely recommend that and it's just so beautiful in like the middle of september um in new york when the leaves are falling and stuff so i definitely recommend going to little italy and going to the center festival and of course you do not have to be a time everyone goes and it's just beautiful and the churches are all having services and a lot of people get married at that time so you, you can just like crash weddings basically <laughs> in the what churches and it, we did we kind of like stay in the back for a service one time we were like oh my gosh it's <laughs> a wedding this is crazy <laughs> and it was beautiful it's beautiful so i definitely that's my favorite part of the city that's awesome i'm glad you found something that's awesome and has a good dessert you never go wrong with that combination so next question, what's been the best class you took at Elon? Oh, that is a hard one. I, I've taken a lot of classes that are really good. I would say I really enjoyed my, we had to take this, a class called core, and it's basically just an upper level class and it can't mm-hmm. be in your major. Yeah. Um, so we have a winter term. At Elon, so I term. <laughs> yeah, J term. So for like three and a half weeks. And I took this class called Fair Division and I had no idea what it was about. And it was a math course essentially about like how the like the technical like math like how elections work and the electoral college and like how other countries vote, like what's the most like fair way 
to like vote and like fair way. We also saw like dividing assets when like someone like passed away, like in a will. It was very educational, like in like for like real life like things as well as just I never did that like technical math before and I'm not very good at math. So I was very nervous, but my teacher was very helpful and very hands-on and the course was so fast I feel like that's what made it better because it was so fast and fast-paced and we were just kind of like okay we have like we're doing math every day and like we're doing a different type of like math every day and it was just very like intriguing and interesting like I don't know I enjoyed it very much and I would say also I went to France one semester and I took it was called an um, eat, pray, love um, course. So it was all about like, not really religion per se, but it was kind of like, of course, like food and safe spaces we talked about. So we kind of, we took a course before we went to France and then we kind of, we went to the places that we talked about. So we did, we did projects about like, I forgot it was called, but like the main, there's like a main cemetery in like Paris that I went to. I should, I should know the name, um, but I forgot because it was three years ago. Wow, I'm old. <laughs> no, we're and, not old. Um, we're 20s. We're fine. <laughs> I know. But I mean, I guess in like college, like years, I'm, like <laughs> I'm a washed up <laughs> senior, as I say. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was just that that trip. That was my first time out of the country, and that was so mind blowing, so mind opening. And that like it was so beautiful because I feel like here in America, you know, we think that a hundred year old cabin is old. Uh-huh. And when I went to France, and they were like, "So we're standing in a castle that was built in four BC," and I was like. <laughs> You're How like, is that's this not right. right now? How does this have like anything? <laughs> it really is, and like it was crazy. It, it was so great. The food is great. I definitely recommend France. I definitely also recommend you know some French because I did not, and yeah. that probably didn't aid me in getting into a lot of food places because a lot of people, French people, are very nice. I know a lot of. Like, I guess we have tension with, like, um, French people and American people. They say, you know, like, we're rude. We say they're rude, you know. Yeah. But they're not. They're very nice. I didn't have a bad experience at all. And good. Of course, they knew we were American. Even if we had people in our group that spoke French, they were like, okay, here's an American menu. If they didn't have an American menu, like, an uh, English menu, they just, like, literally bent over backwards to help you and they like didn't know any English they were like tried you know like we would point and they would like really try so I had a bad experience but I would definitely recommend knowing some French because I did go into some places and they kind of looked at us and we were just like okay we'll leave like they Mm -hmm. didn't say they didn't want us but they were just kind of like you know like they didn't speak any English so it was hard to communicate yeah and of course it is more respectful to know you know some of um uh 
you know, some of the language that you're in the home country that you're in. Mm-hmm. Just like kind of like the respect things of because France is so I can get into this a little bit, but just France is very different from America of how you greet someone. You know, in America, yeah. we kind of say, oh, hi, how are you? My name is Raquel, and I'm going to tell you my life story, like my age <laughs> and, my, you know, where I live and what's my, yeah. <laughs> where I go to school and everything. But in France, that's not, like, they do not say, like, their name, like, that they don't introduce themselves like that. That's very private to them. Like, that's a, yeah. that's like an inner circle thing. Like, they just kind of say, like, bonjour and, like, kind of, like, say i guess the first question would be almost like yeah like i guess like where you're from is like but they don't really like say their name they don't really introduce themselves like oh i'm like so and so so it's just different and like also a lot of people in my group were from the new york and new jersey like area so they were a little rough around the edges when we went to service (laughs) like dinner services and lunch services and they were a little bit I would say maybe on the borderline rude and because in France, it's not the customers always right. And they didn't appreciate that. So I didn't want to get my food spit in. So I was like, guys, we need to relax and not. And also in France, dinner services are like three hours long, not like 40 minutes long in the, like the U S like we eat just very fast and we're done. But in France, really, just like you have a glass of wine, you just soak in, you know, the person you're with and soak like their time and their, their energy. And you both just like talk and you have some bread and then you might get your first course within 45 minutes. You might not. <laughs> and you're probably going to be really hungry. But yeah. after like I adjusted really well because I am used to having like big Italian like um, like feasts with my like family. So and like. Irish like dinners too just like my grandma always made a lot because she's Irish so like I'm just used to having a big meal like and like talking for like a couple hours so I didn't really have too much trouble but a lot of people did but I that's just like some things about like France like FYI if you are like going there and if you've never been like there um but it was amazing sorry um Jonathan I got a little off topic no no sorry sorry um you now, everyone now has a travel guide from Rock Hill to go to France. Now you know all the good things. And I thank you for expanding on that, Rock Hill, because I had some time to review what I was going to ask next. And in doing that, I realized we skipped over a song. So we're going to go back to songs real quick, and then we'll go back to questions. We get to do Love is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar. What made you pick this song? Again, like my, my mom and my dad, I bad Benatar, I feel like for them was very, well, really my mom, like woman, like everywhere. I feel like in the ages, like she was a very like strong womanly figure that was kind of like a rebel. Mm-hmm. And like in that time, and I feel like her music was just like a staple for like women to be like, I can do this without a man. Like I can, you know, go out and make music and do what I want to do and rock out. And I, you know, I don't need anyone. And I just feel like her, the energy she brings, especially in all her music videos, they're just very like 
you know, like rock out and yes, and I can do this. And almost like, almost like borderline head banger, like in a good way, like to some of her songs. Like I would say this one, um, when it gets to like the middle of the chorus, um, the chorus. And yeah, so I would say like my mom and my dad, we just, we did listen to a lot of that Benatar growing up. And since she's such a strong woman figure, I feel like I did look up to her in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's cool that your family, like, listened to, obviously, when you're a kid, you don't really, like, choose, like, what you listen to too much. Like, nowadays, maybe, because of just how music and technology has evolved. But back then, even back when I was a kid, well, you were a kid when I was a kid. So when we were kids, like, you didn't get to choose your music as much. You kind of listened to what your parents listened to. Because I know I listened to a lot of P- Peter Gabriel, because my dad listened to that. So, Shocks the Monkey, all that. I listen to that a lot. But it's cool how you get to listen to music with your parents, and that kind of molds the way you like music. And then you kind of venture off into your own music adventure when you get a little older. So, I think that's cool that your parents and you all kind of listen to a lot of Pat Benatar, but Love is a Battlefield starts with We Are Young, Heartache to Heartache, Heartache to Heartache, We Stand, We Stand, No Promises, No Demands, Love is a Battlefield, Woo, We Are Strong, No One Can Tell Us We Are Wrong, Searching Our Hearts for So Long, Both of Us Knowing, Love is a Battlefield. We Are Young, Heartache to This house now. No one can tell us where you can just forget about coming back.
So it seems like this person, she, she's young and she's either suffering from heartache or understands what heartache is and how there's no like promises in love and no demands and that love can be a battlefield. But she's saying we are strong and no one can tell us we're wrong. So what do you think? So I think when she says we, I think you're right. And I think also just spend on it. When she says we, I think she's talking about like women, specifically like yeah. talking to women. Yeah. And talking, you know, about, again, this is a good one. It kind of explains it more in the music video, but kind of saying like, we don't need any man. Like we can do this on our own. We don't need our parents. We don't need anyone. We're strong. We need each, we need each other. I think she's saying like with women, like we need to stand together. We like we shouldn't tear pe- a woman down. We should build each other up, which I hundred percent agree with. And I think there's too much, but I think there's too much like tearing people down at this point. Yeah. In society right now, but I think that she's just alluding to that. Like we need to like we should count on each other like women like if someone is getting like in the music video there's a scene towards the end where she's like in a bar and like a woman's getting like kind of like hit on but you know she doesn't want that attention and yeah she's kind of like no and pat benatar and like these other women are like get away from her and so and then she's singing like the lyrics like Heartache to heartache, we stand. You know, love is a battlefield. So I think this song is such a powerful, I think, moment in, like, even, like, woman's history for, like, this song to come out. Yeah. In, like, the 80s. Um, Because I know when, like, my mom explained this song to me, like, when we first were listening to it, she was telling me how, like, she found a lot of, like, solace in this song and, like, found a lot of like she looked up to Pat Benatar a lot like from this song and it was like kind of the moment where she was like yes like I can do it like I like on my own I can do like whatever like whatever I'm pursuing like my goals my dreams I can do this on my own and I just need you know like myself like I need to believe in myself Mm -hmm. and My mom kind of had to do that because she's had a rough life growing up. But I think this song just helped her in securing that idea of your inner strength and your inner beauty and everything. That's what that penetrator is kind of saying in the song. And she was, my mom would tell me like she would just blast this. (laughs) <laughs> on like a record which I don't really use records anymore but and she would just listen to this and you know scream the lyrics I mean basically this song I feel like it's meant to like scream like meant to take your emotion and, and let it out of, on the song I feel like mm-hmm. and all that Penetar's music I feel like it's just meant to really go into your soul and just be like a rock anthem like for your soul yeah kind of catharsis like rock catharsis well then it goes into believe me believe me i can't tell you why but i'm trapped by your love and i'm chained to your side 
So that kind of alludes to how love can be a battlefield, but if she's still talking to all these other women, can you decide? Huh. I don't know. Either she's saying, like, women need to be more, like, together and independent and not chained to the idea of, like, a partner or I'm missing it. So what do you think, babe? That is, it's pretty, I agree, it's pretty difficult to, like, kind of like read what she's like in between the lines of what she's like trying to say I think maybe I didn't think about it how you thought about it so I, I think maybe you're right I was just thinking also it could be alluding to the fact that maybe talking about her past relationship or maybe saying I can't get you out of my mind, even though I want to be independent and I want to focus on me, myself, and I, and like telling like other women to like do that, but also kind of saying like reminding a little woman that it is hard to like get that person to be out of your mind, and they did such a number on you that like they kind of like tore your heart out and like stomped it on the ground. So I think that could also be what she's alluding to but I think your ideas also could be correct I just think she's alluding to could be yeah like a past relationship she's saying and like to the one the other woman too like we know it's hard and like I know it's hard and I yeah I agree and that's some part of what I like about music is, like, there's a lot of different interpretations, but they can all be right, kind of. So I like that. Uh, the last lyric we'll go over, unless you have any others that I skipped over, is when I'm losing control, will you turn me away or touch me deep inside? And when all this gets old, will it still feel the same? There's no way this will die, but if we get much closer... I could lose control, and if your heart surrenders, you'll need me to hold. And then it goes into, we are young, heartache to heartache, we stand, no promises, no demands, love is about. So it seems like Pat Benatar is questioning, like, maybe the relationship or just how things are going. And what she's saying, if it gets better, she might just lose control and just dive into it all. I like the whole, and if your heart surrenders. You'll need me to hold. Good word there, surrender. So what do you think? What do you think of those lines, Raquel? I agree. Those are really powerful. I think those are like one of my like favorite like set of lines in that song. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right when you're saying that it's definitely alluding to you know, swear, a guy or a girl, like whoever she's like romantically involved with or was or who knows. But I think it's alluding to that where she doesn't know if she should surrender herself and she doesn't want to because and like one part of her doesn't want to because she of course had heartbreak in the past and she doesn't want to lose control and then she's kind of saying no I have to like stick with the woman and like be independent but so she's kind of like her heart is just pulled in like two different directions and you can definitely hear and see that with the music video and everything and I think in the end she picks kind of herself 
over the relationship. I think that's good to pick yourself over the relationship. Luckily, I can pick myself and you because we're awesome. But I think that is important for people to like put themselves first because unfortunately, in some relationships, you see people like trying to put the relationship before themselves, and that just doesn't work out in the long run. I totally agree with you. I to- and I think that's what she was probably doing. She was it was probably like a bad relationship to be honest because if she was writing this type of song, yeah. I yeah. don't think it was a good relationship. It's like it's like every Olivia Rodrigo song. She's not good. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh but that was Love of the Battlefield by Pat Benatar. So now we'll get back to questions. My bad on that, everyone. I skipped order. That's on me. But we'll get back to, I had two or three more questions for Raquel. And this one I like because we both could answer it. The one two was, what's your favorite sports moment? Me and Raquel both like sports. That's a good common thing we have. We play a lot of mini golf. And I've introduced her to disc golf. She's got me to play more tennis. She's really good at tennis. And I know you play softball in your past too, so. What's like one sports moment that you're really proud of? Mm. So Jonathan said I do I did play a lot of sports like throughout high school. Um like growing up. I played softball and tennis and basketball and I would say that is harsh. I have I've had a lot of good moments in softball and tennis because those are my you names. You can just tell them both. It's fine. I would say there was a softball game where I actually got in the paper. The really? Wait, explain this. I think I forgot. So this. <laughs> I, it was my actually it was my first varsity softball game, and I was a freshman. And oh yeah, okay. Yeah. My the coach let me. I was like, um, oh gosh, I know what it's called. A um, designated walk hitter. Off. Yeah, designated hitter. There you go. Yeah, I knew that. I just. But so I hit like, I would say a single, but I turned it into a double and I slid into second and that's where they got like a picture of me. And it was such an awesome moment because honestly, looking back on it, I can say this, I was out. (laughs) (laughs) I really was. I was out. (laughs) I... I would say I was like call, the slowest, but I was pretty. Though? But I was definitely a single. I was out. Um, but they they called the um the um like called me like called me in, and I was just like yay, okay. and I stood <laughs> up and I was like what? Because like that was like also like thing. I think the first no, that wasn't the first time I slid it, but like that was yeah a really good slide and everything. I like didn't get hurt to sliding could be kind of rough, but yeah, that was a really awesome moment, and also. Another moment in softball, then I'll say one tennis one because it was, but it was in middle school. We had a really good team when I was in eighth grade and we won every game. And the last game, we were like behind and I got like a three run home run to win the game. And it was, it was so fun. And I, cause like, that's awesome. At first, I hit it, and you know, I kind of looked at you know, you're not supposed to look, but I looked at it first. I was like, "Wow, that like guy, that was a good hit." And then it was like run, and I was like, "Oh!" 
<laughs> and I was running. I remember like my coach was going to stop me at third and everyone's like, everyone's just cheering. I can hear them in the background. Go, go. And I'm like, I'm going. I look at her. I'm like, I'm going. And I made it and I slid and it was great. And I really didn't have to slide that one, but like I didn't make it in time, but it was, that was such a great moment. And sure. um really nice moment and then also in tennis one moment a lot of good moments in tennis too but I would say in high school you played college to... tennis and high school which is just <laughs> thank you you're right um but in high school um my varsity team when I was a junior we went to uh county cha- the county championships and we got to like Hmm. What was it? I think we got like third place overall. That's pretty good. mm -hmm. And I was, I was playing doubles with a girl that was younger than me. I was really worried at first because she, she was a, I would say like, I was a little inexperienced. Yeah. I had a little inexperienced and because like she was only, I believe, I think she was a first year. Yeah. And so I was just a little like nervous. I was like, Mm oh, you know how long have you been playing tennis and she was like a year maybe and I was like okay and I was been playing for like 10 so I was just yeah. like okay but of course like I'm not like I'm not very judgmental so I was like okay like let's just see like you know if we work well together that's because that part, doubles partners if you guys ever play tennis like you need to work well together it's not really and of course it's how well you play tennis but if Let's yeah, say I have a really good backhand and she has a really good forehand. You know, if we're, yeah. especially if we have, we, we've had like tie break, tie breakers, we know where to put each other. Like, okay, you're doing backhand you're doing forehand. Like um, I, that's when I was like, I was better at backhand and she was better at forehand. So yeah. like, that's what we always try to like work to our strength. And like, I was better at volleying and she was better at, or no, I was, she, well, we were both really good at volleying, which is like being like closer to the, Nap, but um I would kind of do the um baseline and so like one game it was really one game it was like the second last game before we got eliminated because the team was really really good mm-hmm. um but we were away at this um school that I'd never been before it was kind of crazy it was kind of far away it was like two and a half hours which is the whole county and our county is like really big mm-hmm. so um we were there we met school we never heard about before and of course we were kind of like not not it's not jet lag but you know what i mean like car like oh my gosh like we were on the bus with you. and they were like okay warm up for like 10 minutes and start and we were like oh my gosh because like <laughs> usually we got to like warm up by ourselves and then warm up but they're like look well i just warm up with the them like the other team we were like oh yeah. my gosh so we bet because they were they've been warming up for like two hours so like yeah. we were like oh okay but it was such a good game and we won yeah. we really well together and i think we won on the tiebreaker actually like a, a seven point tiebreaker or 14 point so i think we might have been seven seven and we have to go 14 but it was really great and my dad got to go and i was really nice i said it was pretty far away so driving the bus at yeah. that game so we had to like drive up but it was such a good moment and i have a picture we were all like saying number one it was, it was <laughs> fun it was a really good moment so 
Yeah. Those are great sports moments. You're awesome. So it makes sense. You have great sports moments. Very athletic. Um, so we got two more questions, and you can ask me some, but this next one, you have to go fast. Um, a quick answer. Where's your favorite place to hike in Elon? Oh, I would say maybe not hike, but walk around is the park that we usually go to. Yeah. There's a park. I don't know what it's called. It's the, I think John, it was like the Alamance Burlington Rotary Club. Like, yeah, Alamance Burlington, like, park or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the Burlington City Park, but that park I really like to, I really enjoy it. There's another, like, hike, actual hike that I did, but I'm not sure what it's called. That was pretty nice. Um, There's not too many in Burlington, to be honest. You kind of have to go a little bit, like, 30, 40 minutes away. Gotcha, gotcha. Good answers. Um, and then this next one, you don't have to be super fast about, but the last one, what's your favorite part about teaching or a favorite subject you like to teach or just anything you want to talk about teaching? Like you're gonna so play. I'm trying to be fast. I know this, I can go, I mean, I love, of course, <laughs> I'm passionate about teaching, but I would say that for elementary school teacher, you have to teach all subjects. So I kind of have to be well-versed in all, but I really do enjoy doing that um maybe like small group instruction or like even full group but doing instruction and in like phonics and like letters and sounds and like making words mm-hmm. and like teaching kids how to read and things like that so I really enjoy that um aspect of it that's good I know. I, you, I said I can go on and on, but uh, I'll just I'll just say that. No, maybe we'll, we'll we'll do a whole like education <laughs> podcast tangent some point. But I know all your students really like you, and I know you've helped them with their, their sight words even in week one. So you're you're doing good. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, so those are all the questions I had for you. You have any questions for me before we wrap it up? I do have one. Okay, there you go. One's good. What is your favorite? Well, I probably know this answer, but your favorite disc golf course that we've played together. That you play, we played together. So let's see, we played. So for those of you who don't know, we played disc golf on the third or fourth day. I don't know. She was willing to try it, which is really awesome to me. So we went and we played. Oh, what, what was the first one called with the ticks? I don't remember. I don't know, it was one that your friend recommended, and I just remember us going there, and we were like, oh. It was just, like, bamboo, like, so much bamboo, and so many tips, and it was was bad, because they had a sign saying (laughs) on the first hole, beware of the ticks, and we both looked at each other, we're both like, "Mm, we're going to put enough bug spray on for this. Yeah. Um... And then when Jonathan lost his disc, like, twice in, like, really tall grass and weeds it was bad we we had some ticks on us but luckily we got yeah it. i don't remember that course but it's like maybe it was pleasant grove no it wasn't pleasant grove that's a better one it wasn't pleasant grove that was the one my friend like was trying to tell me to go to but he told me the wrong one or i picked the wrong one i don't know either way it was i still had fun but it was a tough aftermath and i was like surprised when you said you wanted to do it again but after that, I learned my lesson, and we went to Cedar Rock Park, and we played the Cedar Rock course, not Wellspring. 
since it was wide open and there were no ticks. And you enjoyed that. You were getting the backhand better on that course. You were doing good. That one might have been my favorite one, but then we went to, what's the one called? Is it like players course? Or? I'm so biased. That is my favorite one. I can't remember the name of it. We played it and I put it in my U-disc once. Ah, Springwood. Springwood players course. And it's so cool. Hole two is awesome. And it's like a little tunnel shot with a lot of trees. I really enjoyed throwing that one. Really, all the front nine on that course is fun. The back nine is fun, too. It's just a little harder. So, But it's a lot of fun. You threw a lot of great shots. You threw in on hole two. That was cool. Throwing for the par from, like, 70 feet. It was awesome. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that was insane. I wish I had filmed it, but that was. But, yeah, so to answer your question, I think the player's course would be my favorite one we played. Like, favorite new one that I hadn't played before. Yeah, so that'd be my favorite one. Great question. All right. Anything else? Are you good to wrap it up? I think we're good. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. I've never been on like a podcast like this at all. Yeah. And to do it with you, it was amazing. Yeah, thank you for coming on. It means a lot. It's also fun to talk to you. So I'm happy I got to talk music with you for about an hour. And I don't know. If I'm not too peppy, sorry. I got, I'm got. i tired, not feeling great, but we'll, we'll get better. We'll get better. I'll get better. So that's good. But yeah, I enjoyed it. On the inside, I'm exploding. So that was good. I was happy. So that'll do it, though, for season seven, the season seven finale with Raquel Burns. Thank you for joining. I had a great time. You're a phenomenal guest and a phenomenal person. So it was a good time. And thanks for introducing me to more 80s songs. I'll probably add Pat Benatar to my playlist. We went over. Obsession by An Emotion, Take On Me by AHA, and Love is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar. Thank you again to Raquel Burns, my awesome, amazing girlfriend, for joining the podcast. That'll do it for season seven. We're gonna I'm gonna take a week off. So no episode this coming Sunday. And then I'm gonna come back with a fun new concept. It'll be fun. I'll put something out on Instagram about it, and yeah, thank you again, Raquel, for joining. Thank you so much. I, this might be cringe to some people, but I'm kissing you through the... <laughs> <laughs> Back at you. All right. From the Raleigh and Sirius, see you guys next week.